My name is Anushka Alavia. And my name is Emma Stark. Welcome to the first episode of The Power of a Positive Mind. We are so excited to be hosting our first episode on the fixed and growth mindsets. We wanted to talk about mindsets today because people are quick to jump to conclusions whenever they encounter setbacks or failures. They don't simply think they failed, but they think of themselves as a failure. This fixation on failure is extremely damaging, mentally, socially, emotionally, and even physically. But who exactly invented the fixed mindset? I don't think many people are familiar with the definition. Exactly, and to most people, it's a foreign term. To test our assumptions, we decided to ask high school students if they knew what a fixed mindset is. If they replied yes, we followed up by asking them if they could define it. Here's what they had to say. Do you know what a fixed mindset is? It's kind of like when you have one thing set in mind and no matter what you do, like no matter what anyone tells you, you just think it's the same thing. Like you don't care. No. 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 It's when fixed ones. This is so scary. (laughs) So what's the takeaway? Well, most students had no idea what a fixed mindset is, and even those who thought they did had incomplete definitions. Now let's get back to who is responsible for quote-unquote creating this type of mindset. So, no one really invented the mindset. In fact, this type of mindset has been around for centuries, but it's only recently been put into words by Carol Dweck, a professor of psychology at Stanford University. Dweck is known for her studies on human motivation and success. Most importantly, through her research, she's coined the terms fixed mindset and growth mindset to describe the underlying beliefs people have about learning and intelligence. In a fixed mindset, people think their basic qualities, like their intelligence or talent, are simply fixed traits. They spend their time documenting their intelligence or talent instead of developing them. They also believe that talent alone creates success, without effort. In simple terms, people with a fixed mindset are not active seekers of growth or challenge. They thrive in their comfort zones. Doing anything out of the ordinary seems impossible. I'm sure we can all relate to this on some level. For so long, I didn't think there was a point in taking the AP US history exam because I was sure I was going to fail. I debated whether or not I should take the test all of last year. I mean, sure, I might have failed, but I knew that a one or a two wasn't an accurate representation of what I knew. In the long run, it wouldn't matter. Instead, it would give me a chance to look at my mistakes, reassess them, and do better next time. And I think that's a great attitude to have. So a key element of the fixed mindset is that when we're too attached to activities we think we're good at, any opportunity to fail is threatening. Take this for example. Let's say you're very good at physics. You're getting straight A's on tests, your teacher considers you to be the star student, and essentially your identity and sense of self gets tied to your physics ability. Any time you make a mistake or get a bad grade, you begin to doubt your entire identity, or at least your abilities. A fixed mindset thereby makes us very emotionally fragile. Of course we understand that failure and criticism can be devastating, but when we interpret our mistakes as a permanent indicator of our abilities, we fail to see mistakes as opportunities to learn and improve, and at some point, we may even avoid doing things that seem challenging altogether in the future. If this is the definition of a fixed mindset, how does Carol Dweck define a growth mindset? What makes this preferable to a fixed mindset? Before we address these questions with Dweck's own definition of the growth mindset, we wanted to consult with our sources. And by sources, I just mean more students. 
Here's what they said when asked for their definition of a growth mindset. Do you know what a growth mindset is? Yes. Can you define it? I would say that it's like having the behavior, the attitude to like get better and just be a better person overall. Uh, isn't it when you're like open to change or like you're like okay with like growing as a person kind of? When like someone is looking to like grow in the future and like learn new things. Okay, overall not bad at all. These answers were definitely within range, but not exactly on the bullseye. In a growth mindset, people believe that their most basic abilities can be developed through dedication and hard work. Brains and talent are just the starting point. This view creates a love of learning and a resilience. Let's discuss how this mindset is applied. In her book Mindset, Dweck cited a study in which a group of employees were asked to participate in a computer skills test. Even though all participants were given the same test, what they were told would be determined as a result of their scores was different. Half were told that their class performance would reveal their innate computer ability, inducing a fixed mindset about their computer skills. The other half were told that the class would teach them what they needed to know and that they would improve with practice. All began with equal confidence in their skills and all made mistakes. The results are quite fascinating. Those who had been given a growth mindset became more confident as they learned. They asked for help when they needed it and saw their abilities grow. Those who saw the class as an evaluation of their skills lost confidence as they were confronted with challenges. They were demoralized by mistakes, reluctant to ask for help, and generally unhappy. Okay, so now let's get into how you can build a growth mindset. And you may be thinking, well, I'm pretty sure I already have a growth mindset. And if you do, then that really is incredible. But don't worry if you don't. You're really not alone at all. A mindset is something that takes work, practice, and a whole lot of patience. We asked students if they actively practiced the growth mindset. And the responses? Well, they were an overwhelming flood of... No. 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 No idea. No. Now let's return to how you can work towards building a growth mindset. The first method is prioritizing learning over approval. When you are more concerned about receiving external approval instead of learning new things for yourself, you are giving up on your own potential to grow. We shouldn't fixate on what others think of us. We must focus on bettering ourselves for our own benefit. Fixation is frustrating, but growth is rewarding. The second method is taking ownership over your attitude. Granted, life is going to throw challenges at you. You're going to end up dealing with people, things, and outcomes that you simply do not like. Sometimes things might even be completely out of your control. The one thing you can control, however, is your attitude. That's not to say that you must wear a smile on your face at all times, but it is to say that you are ultimately responsible for how you respond to challenges. Choose wisely. Decide to be the bigger person, to go the extra mile, to remain confident in yourself. So now the third method is valuing effort over talent. Even if you are not naturally gifted at a specific subject or hobby, you must stop chasing the reputation of someone who is naturally smart. Success requires work, and you won't be perceived as smart if you're not willing to put in the effort that comes with it. As much as it may hurt to see those who are naturally talented achieving high results, focus on your journey and trust the process. 
Practice may not equate perfection, but it will bring you closer to it. Exactly, I couldn't agree more. The fourth method is skyrocketing your self-awareness. No, this doesn't mean starting to overanalyze every single one of your movements or interactions. Another way to phrase this is to reflect. Oftentimes, when we do something wrong or make mistakes, we feel embarrassed or uncomfortable when it comes to addressing them. We sort of tend to look the other way, to think the past is in the past. And while that may be true, the least we can do is reflect on the past to build ourselves up in the present and future. Now, the fifth and final method is to stop fixating on the past and future. Letting the events of the past control the present won't do you any good. You can't change what's happened in the past, but you also can't live your life worrying about what will happen in the future. Living in the moment and taking each day one step at a time is crucial when developing a growth mindset and will ultimately help you achieve a more healthy and balanced lifestyle. So there you have it, five methods you should use to build a growth mindset. Of course, it's gonna be challenging. It's going to take time. But you'll learn to love the challenge and you'll see how it's worth the time. Building a growth mindset is not some project or temporary process. What it really is, is a lifestyle reset. So take some time to reflect on your attitude. Try something new. Reassess your priorities. Realize that it is never too late, too difficult, or too far-reaching to change the way you think about things. We hope that you'll put the growth mindset into practice. Because when it comes down to reality, it really is life-changing. Thank you guys so much for listening to our first episode. We hope you learned a little and enjoyed a whole lot. Be sure to tune into next week's episode where we're going to be diving headfirst into the misconceptions of motivation. We hope you all have a great rest of your day. Anushka Lavia and Emma Stark reporting for The Patriot.